Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of Badge of Connor. This is 21, we are legal, 21st episode of Badge of Connor. It is, you know, I'm going to stop saying the date because honestly, sometimes I record and forgot to put it up. So it's, I'm in June here, I'm in June here and the Islanders are out of the playoffs, I know. Tough game seven loss. Lost one nothing on a shorthanded goal. Doesn't get much worse than that. They had a great season though. I'm gonna end on that. There's no reason to to stick on the Islanders because they had a great season. You know, one win away. We're just getting one win better each year. Game six last year in the semis. Game seven this year. I mean, next year it's the cup. It's the cup. So the Islanders are dead. It is actually a Wednesday, so you guys all know what that means. Wednesdays means that there is a golf tournament tomorrow on Thursday, and that means we bet Ricky Fowler to win the tournament. That's what that means. The gambling cave here on Badge of Connor. We bet Ricky Fowler every tournament he plays in. He does not win, but we still bet him because we have the faith. That he's going to eventually get it done. He's plus 4,500 right now. Plus 4,500. He's going to get it done. Maybe. I don't know. This is a sponsor tournament. It's a Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. He is a big, big sponsor for Rocket Mortgage. Quick is quick in loans. So, a little golf betting tip. The people, the golfers, who... Our sponsors of the tournaments generally don't do too well at these tournaments because they have a shit ton of obligations for said company. You know, photo ops, autographs, commercials, all that fun stuff. Generally, they don't do too well. That does not deter me. We are still betting Ricky Fowler plus 4,500, and he will probably win. He got close last week, he missed the cut. Wasn't particularly close to the cut line, but his first rounds are very good. Take the under in the first round, take his match in the first round. Second round is kind of, that's move at your own peril. All right, that's the gambling cave right there. Actually, let's not leave the gambling cave yet. Anybody who says soccer is boring should have watched France against Switzerland And the game before, which was Spain and Croatia. Spain-Croatia, 3-3 at the end of regulation. Spain scores two in extra time, which 5-3. Game after that, France-Switzerland, France, prohibited favorites. Very talented team. Up 3-1 in the 82nd. Switzerland scores two goals, including one in stoppage, to tie it. Go to penalties. And our... Our golden boy, Kylian Mbappe, missed the final penalty. Well, it got saved. 
and France is out of the Euros. The prohibited favorite is out of the Euros. Giving England, our dear neighbors across the pond, a very, a very favorable draw on that side of the bracket. They play Ukraine, and then if they advance, they play the winner of the Czech Republic and Denmark. Yikes. Good for you, England. Now, this is because England beat Germany. So, Germany, Portugal, France, and Hungary are all in the group of death. Three of them made it out. They are all out now. Germany lost to England 2-0. Portugal lost to Belgium 1-0. And France, the aforementioned premature exit at the hands of the neutral nation, Switzerland. Also, soccer is... 10 times better to watch if you take yellow card props. Yellow card props are amazing. You're just betting on a certain guy to get booked. And it is exhilarating when they go into challenges. Or if they start talking back to the ref. Any way you can get it, you take it. It is awesome. I took Xhaka on Switzerland to get a yellow card. And he eventually got one in the 86th. It took a little while. I had some abated breaths, if you will. But he got the job done. He got the yellow card. And we move on. If you want to make soccer more exciting, bet yellow cards. All right, so we got big one, Italy, Belgium, on Friday or Saturday. I think it's Friday. Belgium's without KDB, Kevin De Bruyne, and Eden Hazard, two of their best players. KDB just took an awful challenge from... Uh, whatever his fucking name is on Portugal uh, turned his ankle the wrong way it was inverted it looked bad nothing you can do there Eden Hazard a muscle injury I think it's a hamstring he's always hurt too many buns too many buns for Eden Hazard so Belgium playing Italy I have a feature on Belgium I don't even know if it still counts from last year from the Tropicana so I'm, I'm rooting for them but we'll see Italy have looked pretty good they almost lost to Austria they did let up a goal 2-1 in extra time Freddie Church eventually got it done Great goal by him. But it should be a good game. should be a good game. Or nil-nil. Every time I say it should be a good game, it's like nil-nil. That's what I said about the Champions League final, too. one nothing. Nothing happened in there. So pretty much just bet the opposite of what I say. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. I did not take any notes, rather write any notes, for this episode. Brian O'Sullivan, Beef, you all know him, asked me to do one for his commute, which so I'm doing this now. Didn't do any, didn't write anything down. I asked him what he wanted me to talk about, and he did not get back to me. So, you know, this is this is me just kind of going along with the vibe. So what happened this week for me? Well, I played against BKL and Steve in golf. Two on one, and I gave them ten strokes. So, we wound up tying I beat them by 10, but we tied because I gave him 10 strokes. Tough, a little tough on the front nine for me. I think I'm six over. Six over on the front again. I just get off to these slow starts on the front. I doubled a par three. The second hole, I doubled it. I, I, I skull fucked my tee shot. It went 50 yards and just bad on a par three. You can't be making that mistake. And then I three putted. Not a good, not a good hole, but. I kind of brought it together at the end, and then the back nine, I shot a one over. I mean, 
I mean, it's just sensational, my back nines. It really is. I hit a, it was like a 10-foot sliding downhill putt, center of the cup on 18 to get the tie against them. And it's, 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 it was kind of nice because I don't normally have a lot of pressure on me because I am a lot better than my friends. And I feel comfortable saying that because I am. That's just the, that's just the reality of it. This was nice having a little pressure on me. And I got to tell you, I lived up to it. No problems there. Putting is, sometimes it takes me a little bit to get the speed of the greens, right? I think I got on the back. I, I hit some very nice putts. So I tied them. That was a good round. That was at West Sayville. It's a nice course for those who are looking into that. That was a fun round. So yeah, I shot 79, 7 over total. They shot an 89. Bcal. Bcal had a front nine. He had himself a front nine. Let me tell you. He was pinging greens. He was attacking. thing about golf is a lot of people don't realize you have to attack the hole. Some people don't attack the hole. You have to attack the hole. And Bcal was doing it on that front nine. He kind of lost it at the on the back nine. Steve Steve putted well. We'll, we'll give him that. He putted well. He did. He saved them on, on quite a few putts. But at the end of the day, it's technically a tie. Still 2-1-1, on one, but technically a tie. So it was a fun round. It was a very fun round. A little fun fact about Beeb's dad is he <laughs> he doesn't use a putter when he golfs. He just putts with a 5-iron. And I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Can't imagine doing that. Can't imagine doing that. All right, Beeb got back to me. He said, I'm reading this live on air, Beeb. Let me get a combination of Lake George 4th of July preview, Steve booking a tea time, how good Shohei Otani is, this date in history. Yeah, we got that. Would you rather? I got to ask Quatch live on air. Basically anything but string theory. Okay, so think about string theory is. I did such a bad job of explaining this last time, but string theory is sick. Let me, I'll talk about, you know what I'll talk about is time dilation. So basically what time dilation is, if you were to put a clock on a plane and fly it around the world and keep an identical clock on the ground, when that clock got back in the plane, it would have been moving a nanosecond or a little more than a nanosecond slower than the one on the ground. Now let me tell you why. This is time dilation. Space and time are two of the same things. They're different, but they're in the same realm of the universe. So, if you had a clock on a plane, that's not just moving through time anymore. That's also moving through space because it's moving on the plane. Whereas the clock on the ground is just moving through time. So it moves faster because it doesn't have to deal with moving through space. Time dilation. The clock moving through space is going to move through time a little bit slower than the clock just moving through time. Time dilation. Beave, look it up, dude. Strength theory is sick. Just not the way I described it. Little programming note. I am going to Lake George. Uh, next week so you won't be getting a, a cast it's always a fun time 
probably taken it at the worst time at work as we're just through integration and everything's due. But take your vacation. Take your vacation. I guess. I don't have a 4th of July preview. I don't, Beep, I don't know what this was, dude. I don't know what this was. Steve booking, uh, Steve booking a tea time. I mean, I think everyone has in that friend group the person that you might think is concussed all the time, I guess I'd say. I told Steve to book a tea time. I, I'm usually the one that books tea times. It's really not that hard of a process. I told Steve to do it the entire week. I wind up booking the tea time on Friday for a Saturday round. So, that kind of lets you know about Steve. I would love to spend one day in his head. I would. I think it would help me understand maybe what exactly he's going through. Because it's not booking tea times. It's like a simple click. And he's asking me questions about it. As if I'm looking at the tea times with him. Which I said I wouldn't. But I did wind up booking the tea time. Because I wanted to play West Sayville. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Shohei, Shohei Otani has three home runs against the Yankees so far. If he play, He's on pace for 57 home runs I think. If he played at Yankee Stadium. Which was a possibility when he first came over. He wanted the West Coast eventually. So he went to the Angels. If he played with that short porch in Yankee Stadium. I think he'd hit 75 home runs. He'd break Barry Bonds' record. It's a flick of the wrist for him. He's hit. He's he's not even hitting bombs. He's just hitting fucking laser beams out. It's like one fifteen off the bat, just out in two seconds. I mean, if he if he played every game, every game, if he played half his home games at Yankee Stadium, he'd be he'd be close to seventy. I mean, he's on pace for fifty seven right now. He pitches every fifth day. What a player he is. What a player he is. So that's Shohei, Shohei Otani. Yankees stink too. So let's not even talk about them. The guy got figured it out. Fucking awful team. Can't hit. Can't pitch. Can't feel. Can't fucking run the bases. I mean, what do they? What do they do? They don't do any single thing of the game well. Or average, even I'd say average. They don't even do anything average. I mean, just get Boone out. Boone stinks now. I'm over Boone. I'm over Aaron. Boone. Yeah, so some date in history. Would you rather fourth? I don't even know. I really don't know this Fourth of July preview. Um, people are gonna set off fireworks. My dog is gonna bark a lot. I mean, that's pretty much Fourth of July right there. <laughs> that's it in a nutshell. There is a funny video of San Diego a couple years ago. Somebody dropped the ball. On the fireworks show, they they set off every single firework they had at the same exact time. It sounded like an atom bomb was detonating. Did not look good, as you can probably imagine. If eighty fucking fireworks are going off at the same time, I don't even know how it worked in terms of the cannons they shoot them out of. But that was a real quick fireworks show in San Diego. Whoever was running that had plans after and wanted to get there on time. That's a funny video. I think it's in my likes on Twitter. So, so, so go there if, if you want to see that. All right, let's look at... Uh, should we do a table read? I'm going to do uh, 
table read real quick of Motherfucker Jones in Horrible Bosses. Because, unbelievable character. Alright, here we go. We are in the bar with the three guys and Jamie Foxx. Here we go. Action. So why do they call you Motherfucker Jones? They call me Motherfucker Jones. Because my mother was a drunk when I was a kid. So one night she passed out on her bed naked. I walked into her room and slipped my fingers in her purse. And stole all her money from her wallet. Whole week's pay. I really fucked my mother over. <laughs> you know, they should really call you motherfucker over Jones. <laughs> I didn't realize his first name is actually Dean in the movie. I don't even know what they say. It. It's Dean motherfucker Jones. <laughs> oh, I'm just reading the quotes now. Yo, dickwad. What the fuck? What? Three hours late? What's the deal? I was at your father's funeral. Uh-huh. Maybe that excuse would work if my dad was here, but I'm in charge now. <laughs> that excuse wouldn't make sense if my dad was still here. If your dad was still here. <laughs> Some motherfucker, what would they put you in the clink for? How many guys you kill? I, what? I didn't kill anybody. I thought you said you killed someone. Nah, man. I was in the clink. I did a dime. That's 10 years. I did a dime in the clink. For videotaping <laughs> movies in a movie theater. So you do know the movie. Alright, I'm all over the place. That's the table <laughs> for Horrible Bosses. That's it right there. Word of the day. Let's get to it. June 30th. Word of the day. Hail. H-A-L-E. Adjective. Free from defect, disease, or infirmity. So, use that in a sentence. It's an adjective. Free from defect, disease, or infirmity. So, when I got hit in the head... The hardest I've ever been hit in the head on Monday night at soccer. I was not hail from a concussion. <laughs> uh, Uncle Charles was Uncle Charles was a hale old man with well tanned skin, rugged features, and white side whiskers. That's from James Joyce, a portrait of the artist as a young man. So Uncle Charles, he's, he was a he was a good guy, free of all that shit, free of all that shit. This date in history, June 30th, the Aztecs, I'm sorry, the the Spanish retreated from the Aztec capital. Okay. Hernan Cortez, the Spanish conquistador, they finally fought their way out of Tenochtitlan at a heavy cost. Now, if you're from Spain, you probably know this is referred to as La Noche Triste, or the Night of Sadness, as many soldiers drowned in Lake Texcoco. So, so that's what happened. And so it's a sad day for Spain. Montezuma II, the Aztec emperor, who had become a subject of Cortes in the previous year, was also killed during the struggle. Don't know if it was from the Aztecs or the Spanish, but that still happened. That still happened. Now, what else happened here? Wow, they have an entire paragraph on this fucking thing. Why? 
why? Oh, wow. Big day in the Soviet Union. Soviet dancer Mikhail Baryshnikov. One of the world's greatest ballet dancers at the time. Defected from the USSR. USSR. He was known as Misha to his admirers. He was 26 when he defected. So that's and that's a tough blow for the USSR. A lot of people say Chernobyl in 1986. And the subsequent fallout from that was the main cause of the demise of the USSR. But a lot of people can point to many years earlier, 12 years earlier, and Mikhail Baryshnikov. I mean, if you lose your best ballet dancer, are you even a nation? Sure, you can deal with nuclear fallout. You can deal with an area in Ukraine that can't be inhibited for still at least another 100 years, probably more. You can't deal with one of your best ballet dancers getting the fuck out of there. I mean, the Soviets are having a tough June 30th. In three years prior to Baryshnikov leaving, three Soviet cosmonauts died when they were coming back from the first space station. Their spacecraft depressurized during reentry. Oh boy, they probably just, well, at least they went out quick, man. What a way to go out, though. At least they got up there. They probably saw it and then coming back down. I can't, I can't imagine going to space. God bless him. God bless him. Oh, we got some Hitler news here. Hitler purges members of his own Nazi party in the Night of the Long Knives. So we have La Noche Triste, which is the Night of Sadness in Spain. And in Germany, we have Night of the Long Knives. So I wonder what happened here. I wonder what happened here. I think Hitler just went nuts on his own Nazi party. Yeah. He, 1934, he just kind of went nuts. Uh, I don't know why I need an entire paragraph on this, but... Okay, so basically, uh, Hindenburg underestimated Hitler, <clears throat> and, yeah, they they died. They died. Hermann Goring took him out. Yep. The last remnants of Germany's democratic government were dismantled, leaving Hitler the sole master of a nation intent on war and genocide. Yeah, you got that right, history.com. He did. He did. And he stuck to those principles. Mein Kampf. I spent nine months in prison. Huh. This didn't even happen on this date in history, though. Anyway. All right. Moving on. I don't have a would you rather. So that's bad. So we're going we're gonna to cut that out. We're going to cut that out. What else did I have to talk about? Well, I don't really know because I didn't write anything down. Did not write anything down. I could talk about the Sapir Whorf hypothesis if you guys want. That's another. It's a, it's uh, it's referred to as linguistic uh, relativity or something like that. Basically, this is the theory that the language you speak influences the way you perceive the world. It's very prominent in the movie Arrival with Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. 
It's a so basically they say that bilingual people once you completely immerse yourself in the language you perceive the world differently which is kind of a cool thing to think about language in itself is learning it is hard because you can learn phrases and words and and and, and stuff like that but to to get to the point of understanding and knowing it takes a while it takes a while and sapir and wharf both thought that people think differently depending on what language now what language do they know i mean it hasn't really been proven per se but i think there's something to that i do I do, but I could be wrong, too. I haven't really done a lot of research into that particular theory. I'm more into the quantum realm right now. And I'll have more for you, Beef. We, I'll circle back to string theory eventually. Because <laughs> I, uh, yeah. String theory and horrible bosses. We'll do more of those. I enjoy those. All right. That's going to be it for me. It's going to be a quick one. Uh, I will be in Lake George. So no podcast next week, but I will have one the week following with a recap of that. And everyone enjoy your July 4th Independence Day. Have a good time. And we will see you next in two weeks. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening.